All right, welcome back to the Business of Podcasting, episode 49, where today we're going to be talking about your podcast with the one question of, is your podcast worth continuing? When to stop or pivot? So I love this topic, right? Because it's so important to a lot of people out there. Because as we do podcast audits, what we look for is more of the overarching questions. Do you continue? Do you stop? Do you pivot? But a lot of people who jump on the audits are looking for a silver bullet, right? They're like, how do I become instantly successful? As, instead of asking themselves these macro questions, which actually impact everything else. So if you're listening to this episode and you have a podcast and you've ever asked yourself, is this worth continuing? Or do I think that people are actually getting value from this? Or even if you're thinking about the future and looking for potentially like pitfalls or traps or things to avoid, then really you need to listen in on this episode because we're going to be walking through a couple of really important points. We're going to talk about whether you need to review this yourself or whether you need to get someone to assist you with it, friends, families, professionals, etc. We're also going to be talking about how you can elevate and evaluate your podcast to know whether you should be continuing, stopping or pivoting. And finally, we'll also be diving into exactly what steps you should be taking next, no matter what decision you're going to be making. So as we go through this, if you still need that additional help, be sure to go to valormedia.com, check out the free resources, go and download whatever you need, because uh, a lot of the content that we cover here is also available on the website as well. And if you have a friend who's in this situation where they don't know whether to continue to stop or to pivot, send them this show, send them this episode and say, hey, this might actually be for you. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Podcasting. Now, Charlie, this is a question that I love. Do you continue? Do you stop? Or do you pivot? And I always revert it back to relationships, right? You've invested too much time into it just to stop. So maybe just a little bit more time and it's going to get better, right? And then it still doesn't work. Maybe it's because we live too far away. So let's move in together, which is the equivalent of let's go and buy a new light, right? But then maybe we're just bored. So let's go get a puppy which is buying a new camera in podcasting world. Uh, you know what? Maybe it's because we don't have shared accountability. Let's go and have a baby, which is like getting a new studio, right? Yeah, well, we all know that having kids fixes relationships, right? Uh, it 100% <laughs> does. And buying new equipment <laughs> and doing new things will solve a podcast. Right? Yeah, we all probably, know this. It's probably your microphone, Grant. If you had yeah. a better microphone, exactly. you would have a, your podcast would be successful. People will listen to me. So I really boil it down to people will do anything to avoid the hard question, right? Podcasting is exactly the same. You will look at any metric to justify the actions that you are doing, right? So you go, ah, oh, it's my equipment. Oh, you know what? At least I've got some downloads. At least I'm growing somewhere, even though nothing's really working. So it's really fascinating because it's like, should you do one of these three options? Continue and tweak, do a complete pivot, or completely just stop what you're doing? So the reason I love these topics is because you've seen hundreds, if not thousands of these. And I always like talking to you because it's like, well, everyone just wants a silver bullet. They just want this tweak to fix it. But I see them asking the wrong questions where really the right question is that macro view. So from your lens, how should people be looking at this? Are they asking the wrong questions? What questions should they ask themselves? Or is a silver bullet the right question and they just don't know how to ask it properly? Yeah, well, man, out of the gate, strong question, Grant. I like it. One of the things we recommend, right? Go hard, go early. Where I would start with this 
I think that this is something at a minimum podcasters should ask themselves annually. I really do. And even if your show is somewhat successful, chances are you're leaving uh, opportunities, growth, conversions, whatever it is on the table. I am yet to come across a perfect podcast. Like even good shows can be better. Um, The other thing I'll, I'll really chime in on this is where I think the seed problem is around this is that podcasting has like delayed gratification built into it. So when we sign up to this, many people, I won't say all, but a lot of people run with the idea that, no, you just keep doing it for a year, expect nothing, and then eventually it'll pop. So if you're not seeing results right now, like that's okay. Like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, like no one does that. And that's that's a lie. That's a complete lie. <laughs> so um, I feel like that happens. And we've mentioned this in previous episodes, but what tends to happen, and this is a very common narrative that I think kind of uh, encapsulates this to the downside. If someone's not seeing success in their show, they lose enthusiasm, they lose excitement, then they start making worse content. And then that worse content actually has their show do even worse. And then that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because if your content is on the decline, you don't prepare like you used to, you don't research your guests or interviews like you used to, you don't post on social media like you used to, like you're creating the decline and then it really is worth not continuing as well. So I would really want to line this one up at the start that all podcasts leave clues if they're worth continuing or not continuing or pivoting, right? There are signs you can look for if you know what you're looking for. Just like I'm sure in many other fields, people can go in and go, oh, you just need to tweak that. It's just that they don't have that awareness to that type of thing. Yeah, and I always look at it, right, like finances in a business, right? It's like if I don't look, it's not a problem. (laughs) So if I don't look at my books, if I don't look at my bank account, I can't have money problems, right? And I think this is why so many people get stuck because they're either embarrassed to ask for help they're shy to turn off a podcast or pivot a podcast or whatever because they've had friends, network, family, etc. invest time in either being a guest on the podcast or promoting it to their friends or doing something like that. They might be concerned that all their small successes, albeit quite little in some circumstances, will be lost, right? And oh, well, if I just hold on to this, that one sale that I feel like I might be getting could justify everything, the whole podcast's existence. But also think that they've got this personal bias, which comes back to that relationship one, which is I'm so invested into this, right? Where everything that you've talked about makes logical sense, but human beings are emotional creatures, right? It's very rarely that they're just going to move all emotion and just say, well, yeah, the logical thing is to go and look at my numbers and look for these trends to say, okay, well, I'm not putting in the same amount of time. I'm not doing all this stuff. It's like, well, if I could just stay on the hamster wheel, it's going to do something right i i still haven't seen that happen by the way i'm still yet it's like it i've never seen a uh, a poor quality podcast or a podcast in the wrong niche or whatever the real issue is come good the definition of stupidity is doing the same thing repetitively and expecting a different result i'll tell you the one though that i think is uh harder much harder right and, and again you can look at this in a different way let's pretend you've got a podcast and your goal of the podcast is to sell uh five products a month that's what you need for it to be a successful show. And it sells three. All right, so it doesn't get you what you wanted, but it gets you a little bit and you sit there and it's like, ah, oh, it's much harder to recognize these signs when it's like you're getting like an average or like just under average result. And I think uh, in a lot of cases, that's something I've seen a couple of times. Like I, I had an audit I uh, did uh, maybe about three months ago now 
where literally the question at the end of the form was, should I bother continuing with this? And it was like they had about 4,000 downloads a month, kind of getting some sales here and there. I felt it was a really good question. I felt it was an excellent question because this person had other things going on in their business that were clearly performing better, but they were looking at their show and I think they waited too long to ask that question, I will mention. But I think that's a really common thing as well. You're seeing some success and that leads you to uh, thinking that, oh, more is going to come from this when that's not the reality. You'd likely need to change something. Yeah, and so it comes back to we're all humans. These things happen. Have you ever had to jump into one of those camps of going, well, do I continue with a small tweak? Do I completely pivot or do I stop a podcast? Like, can you share a little bit of that? And then I'll jump in and share some of mine. Absolutely. Well, this isn't my first podcast, right? This is uh, clearly not. I've had, I've had a few. <laughs> I'm outrageous. I thought I was the first notch on the belt. This is terrible. Uh, I've, had, I've shared this story a few times, but I, I'll always take an opportunity to share it again. Like my first show was an absolute failure, like an absolute failure. And I was doing two episodes a week, full video, spending money on ads, sponsoring other podcasts, like tactically excellent, strategically terrible. But I didn't know that. <laughs> um, I guess I'm just stubborn, but I, I would say that experience was the best experience I had to be uh, qualified to do what I do today. Because I went for a whole year, made a hundred episodes, and ended up with a show that didn't produce the results I want, didn't build an audience or a raving fan base, and I was depleted and frustrated thinking I was doing everything right because I was comparing it and going, well, I do two episodes, they do two episodes, but it just wasn't, wasn't the right show. Um, so that was really difficult for me. Uh, that hurt my ego and my pride in a big way, and I probably didn't podcast again for nearly a year after that. It was only after getting involved in a friend show and seeing some success of going, you know, like the penny dropped. I could see where I was missing huge amounts of elements in my own show. But uh, that that was my experience, right? And I, it was very difficult. It definitely, definitely hurt me. It gutted me because, you know, you're putting yourself out there on a podcast, Grant. It's never fun to have to admit your baby isn't cute, you know. But my <laughs> baby is cute just on that I was, record. I was going to say everyone's baby is cute yeah. it's like a mum's never gonna say ah damn like my child just yeah yeah but strangers on the street tell me my child is cute no i'm joking i'm just screwing <laughs> oh well, i love it yeah and i was in the same boat i think i got to like an episode 64 or something like that, 65 so it was just over a year um and it was it was similar all right so we had the the trending indicator so at the start it was like bam like let's go and throw this up on socials put it up on the page Put a whole heap of time and effort, like I spent hours writing the copy for like the show notes, the emails that were going out, et cetera, et cetera. And then fast forward a couple of months, it starts to decrease. The email's not as long, it's not as personal. I just don't review it as much. It doesn't because it was just not generating the same amount of revenue. And then continue a little bit more. It's like, ah, you know what? If I don't publish this to the personal profile, it's not going to be the end of the world. And then it's just this slow decline until it gets to the point of just, okay, cool, let's just jump on. 30 minutes, record something and publish it. But the writing was already on the wall six months prior, right? And then it was just publishing, publishing, publishing to the extent of, ah, we won't have to look at analytics. Ah, we won't have to look at anything else. And then it's just, cool, well, what marketing avenue is bringing in more sales? Let's go and focus on that. Oh, we've got a podcast. You know what? Instead of doing it Tuesday, I'll do it Friday. And then we let that run for a long period of time. We'll skip weeks. And then it was, we just sort of held on to that. 
there's that right. self-fulfilling prophecy as the uh you have this moment where you're not getting the results and then you put in less effort and then it just cascades downwards it's common what was the uh sign for you to stop like what was the moment where it just like discontinued like you didn't make any more content yeah it actually, it actually got to a point where it started putting pressure on the relationship of going well i thought you were gonna come up with some topics no i thought you were and it was like oh, okay cool like do you want to schedule a conversation to go and create topics? Well, actually, maybe a meeting around doing this other marketing thing is going to be a better use. Yeah, okay. And that was like the nail in the coffin, which was like, are we actually generating anything from this? Because now it seems as though it's like we hate it, we don't enjoy it, um, and we've built all of these marketing avenues to not need it. So why do it? And that was that was the point. The straw that broke the camel's back was when we started like not wanting to do it. It was just like nah, everything else, anything else and everything else was more important. Like walking along hot coals would be great. <laughs> I love that. I, I used to find excuses not to record as well. It's funny. The stories, um, again, I'm, I'm privy to so many of them, but it's just so common. Like it's so, so common, but non-spoken. No one admits it. Yeah, and it's, it's fascinating. And, and so when, when we look at these concepts of continuing a podcast, it's probably pretty very it's probably obvious to the listener right so it's like well stopping is obvious and continuing is obvious right there are two decisions that i get what a stop is and i get what a continue is right no worries at all but this concept of a pivot right is such an open-ended concept because there's so many different types of pivots right and a lot of people that i've spoken to will think that a pivot is content production Right, so it's like, okay, well, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to do two ep- two episodes a week. Or you know what? I'm going to pivot. I'm going to do a whole heap of 10-minute episodes as opposed to a 30-minute, 40-minute episode. Right, like that. that's what they perceive as a pivot. Or you know what? I'm going to put like a Q&A section in at the end. Right now I'm pivoting. So what is, like what are the different types of pivots that a podcast can do in this situation? So if we're talking about stop, continue, pivot, what are types of pivots in that sense? Yeah, I've seen, I'll go through some I've seen that have been pulled off really well, in my opinion. Um, I've seen some shows where the pivot they've made is simply changing from audio to video, and that's been a massive game changer. And I'll express why, is all of a sudden they were able to reach the people they wanted to and get in front of those audiences and have the right content for promotion. And like it was a big difference in their podcast. We're also big advocates of that. I must admit that was something that made a huge difference in our show and then in um other shows i've been a part of like there's not a show i do today that doesn't do video so like that's a a very obvious one another one i've seen uh done really well is i uh saw someone who used to do these really long interviews and just people weren't getting through them and it was also burning the host out so they shifted to doing shorter more frequent episodes and people were was more digestible content Mm. i thought that was a really good like technical change as well uh, the probably the harder ones and the more important ones I've spoken very tactically in that first part is uh, sub niching. So maybe you're in a niche and you need to go deeper into that niche. And what I've come across there's a lot of teachers out there doing podcasts. I've noticed, right? So these are people that help teachers do better in like high schools and primary schools or middle schools in the US. And a lot of them were trying to be, um, you know, coaching all the teachers or training all the teachers. But the reality is managing a classroom of five-year-olds versus 15-year-olds is so, so different. <laughs> so like that, they just weren't appealing to their market in the right way. So by going deeper into a niche, 
they were able to do something really well. And uh, I mean, even again, I'll use this show as an example. Like, this is for podcasters in general, but clearly we're biased towards video podcasting. We think it's immensely powerful and like that's our, our view. So we want to be pushing towards that and encouraging people towards it. So I think sub-niching can be a really, really good one as well as another type of pivot. Um, and then I would also say content type is another one I'll throw into the mix here. So some shows just do interviews and it's like all they ever do is build up other people who come on the show and make them look great and sell their books or products or whatever it is. And they never do like uh, solo episodes or internal episodes, uh, which we call there, which I think can make a big difference. I will mention one of the most successful pivots I've seen is when a host goes from just having interviews to bringing in different types of content that can often be more relevant or more helpful to that market. Yeah, and it always... It always interests me, right, where a lot of new authors jump on a whole heap of different podcasts as a way to promote. And then me as like a podcaster sitting there going, I know that you're coming here to pitch to my audience, right? And you go, and then the question in my back of my mind is like, as a business owner, what's in it for me? <laughs> right? How am I going to use this as leverage as opposed to just creating for creating sake? Like, oh, I hope the author sort of publishes that they did an episode with me so I can get some of their audience. And so out of that, it's, it's always this interesting sort of point. So I get why people would pivot back to solving other people's problems. See, I, I, I think about that one differently. I don't have a problem with authors coming on and uh, pitching their stuff or selling their book as long as it's helpful to my audience, right? That's the whole thing. Uh, it just I don't think a podcast can be entirely that. And often authors have podcasts and it might turn into collaborations, it might turn into joint ventures, like there's a ton of ways to do that, but that, to your point, anyone who focuses only on promoting other people will probably not do as well as they could. And then anyone who only promotes their own stuff probably misses out on other opportunities that could lead to bigger things. Yeah, so that's exactly what I meant. So people who are doing just interviews and it's like author after author after content creator. Common, content creator, very creator, unfortunately content creator. common. Yeah, and but you're right to sprinkle it in and it adds value as opposed to that is the reason why people would subscribe to your podcast is to listen to other interviews of people. And I always think of this concept called soaking, right? So when I do a change in a business or a change in anything, there is a period of time that it needs to soak in order for it to bloom or show some kind of results. So imagine that I do a pivot, whether it's content creation or I don't interview as many people and start adding value and solving problems myself. So I'm seen, seen as the authority, et cetera. How long do I need to let that soak for before I go, cool, I did a pivot. Now I need to do another pivot again. Yeah, that, that is a great question. Because I, I would think uh, in the example here, let's say you pivot a show. The reality is, is that the next time you publish with a different angle on your show, the likelihood is the first thing you're going to see is a down. So if you were in the teacher example, you were, you know, making content for everyone. And then suddenly you decide, no, I'm only doing classrooms of five-year-olds. You know, uh, anyone who's was in those older classrooms will probably no longer listen. Mm. So you can see at times when you make a sub-niche change that downloads would drop. Um, you can see that. It's not all cases, but I think it's good to be prepared when you make a change in a show. Is It's not going to be an instant up. It can be, but in, in likely there is a, a change of cycle and things that go from there. Um, the second thing I would just really, really throw into that is there is actually examples where it does practically be instant. So if you have been promoting other authors in your example the whole time and then suddenly you do an episode that's more relevant to your own stuff, you might see a sale that day. Mm. Like it can happen. I've certainly seen that as well. 
The thing that I would really encourage to encapsulate this though is that before you make a change, get your data right. Like get your analytics right, know where you're at. So when you do make a change, there's signs that you can measure to know that this was a good change or not a good change or a good pivot or not a good pivot. Now, in general, in podcasting, because there's like a delayed cycle. So like, you know, you make a podcast episode, you might have to make five before people are into that topic and ready to take an action. Or it might take months. So I wouldn't pivot uh, too quickly. I would want to do it for at least, I'll say three months, 90 days. Yeah. And I always come back to that quarterly reviews because it aligns to the business quarterly reviews. It aligns to removing a whole heap of sort of one-offs where a lot of people go, oh, I had a really bad day. So the business is, let's burn, let's burn the boats and it's done. And you go, well, no, if you just zoomed out a little bit, you just like one bad day, but three months of just amazing results. Uh, and I always relate it back to like a, a sales and marketing cycle, right? Like if you turned off your business's marketing today, sales probably would not feel that from a cash in the door revenue perspective for a week, four weeks, depending on your sales cycle. And so I see it as very similar where you pivot today to your point, you'll probably drop a little bit in listeners, but the compounding growth or, or what you will see over time, you will not see that it is it is a laggard of the change that you've made now. So I completely agree to the quarter. And it's it's interesting because in, in a minute, I'm going to be walking through, well, uh, how do I know if I should continue pivot and all that kind of stuff? But at that point, like, I am always curious if someone decides to just stop, like we've been talking about pivoting, but imagine they just stop. Do they cancel their podcast hosting? Do they delete their website? Do they just wipe everything, right? Like I was listening to a podcast that we shared together. It was like two days ago, which the podcast was recorded in 2014. It's currently 2022. And then the whole show stopped in 2016. And I'm consuming it six years later. Or what is it? No, seven years later after the episode was recorded and six years after the show was shut down. Like, is that a good strategy? Or if I've recorded 100 episodes, to use your example, and I go, nah, I'm done, delete it all, let's move on. Yeah, that's a great question as well. It's an interesting one. So I'll, I'll look at it in this way. Uh, so the business of podcasting in this show didn't make an episode for nearly a year. And it was a, a turbulent time. We we're going through some massive growth at Valamedia and hiring people. And uh, I got busy with other things. Uh, I had high priorities that I needed to take care of or we needed to take care of. Now, would you believe it that in that year, so we didn't make an episode for a year, I still had people getting on my email list every month from previous episodes. I still had people booking in for audits from the episodes. I had people emailing me saying, when season two, I had people on calls going, Charlie, when's the podcast coming back? And um, I look at that and go, this is the reason why if you've got a good show and you do take a break, you wouldn't want to like turn it off. These were all the signs I looked at on why we're doing a season two of this show is because I feel that there was enough markers out there. Like it got downloads. I can't believe how many people listened to episodes and came back and found things that it was much more than I expected. But if you, uh, to make a point here, if you stop for a break or anything like that and you see those signs, that is the thing that you're on a winner. You need to, you need to absolutely go back to what you were doing there. You need, that is a show worth continuing. Um, on the other side of things, if you know your show isn't getting you the result you want, so maybe it's leading to the wrong type of leads or sales or not producing any, there's no downside in turning something off that isn't working at all. <laughs> there really isn't. 
and often it can be counterproductive to leave things up and I think it can be a really good idea for a lot of people to start clean at some point if they're making a, a big shift within their business itself or a big shift within their podcast and everything they're doing as well. The one that's probably more interesting is that sub-niche one. So if you had a wide niche and you're niching it down a touch, I would probably still keep the same podcast going. I wouldn't start a new show or anything like that for it, but you will have this back catalogue out there that is running in an evergreen way and um, that is worth keeping on. But there are many shows out there, like the one uh, which we'll give it a shout out. It's Sales Marketing Profit by James Shremko and uh, Taki Moore, I believe. It Taki is. Moore? Yeah. Um, like that's a fantastic show that I know still gets an enormous amount of downloads and is an evergreen piece of content. But um, I look at it and go, isn't that the dream as podcasters? Isn't that what we got into this for is we want to make something that people will listen to, not just when it comes out, but down the road. Like that's a great sign of a good episode. I 100% agree. And I, I was sitting there, I was grateful that the content was there because I, I was, it was exactly what I was looking for at that exact point in time. So now I'm going to ask you three very specific questions. Let's do it. All right. And, and it is relative to the exact topic we're talking about. Right, so if you're listening to this, like after these three questions, you'll know exactly which lane you fall into because you know sort of what to evaluate. So the first question is, like, I'm a podcaster. I've got an existing podcast out. might be, I don't know, episode 31, 30. It doesn't really matter. How do I know if I should continue my podcast? Like what is the things in a checklist? Like, I know we've kind of spoken a little bit about trends and looking at your downloads and all the like sentiment and all this kind of stuff. But like down to the, what the, the meat and bones of it, right? What, like, how do I actually know if I should continue my podcast? Yeah. So I would say the most important thing is that it achieves the goal. So if you got into podcasting because you wanted to build relationships and that's helping you build relationships, you should continue. If you got into podcasting because you wanted to help convert warm leads in your business into sales and it's doing that, continue. Sell products, whatever it is. Like if the podcast is achieving its goal, you should continue. Um, so that's the like uh, macro framing or the above few framing. And of course, if the opposite is happening, you should be reviewing. So some signs and things I look at here that are really important in my mind is I look at downloads or views. So, you know, downloads mean things like Apple or, uh, sorry, iTunes or my, and then views if it's YouTube and video like that. If your downloads and views have become stagnant or into a decline, you should be reviewing. This is a sign that something needs to change or you're not, uh, your show isn't worth continuing. The second one I look to there is email opt-ins. Now, the reason I say that is most podcasts, and if you're not doing this, you should be, uh, will have a resource that goes with their show or you're able to subscribe to get updates or some something to get email lists. If no one's getting on your email list, that's probably a sign that you need to review things here because you should be growing an email list fairly easily in most niches if you're doing the right things with the podcast. Third one I would look at here is website traffic. So if you have a show, the chances are that people are going to come and check out your stuff. If it's not producing any traffic or any... Um, relative way of you knowing people are coming to have a look at what you do. Maybe it's social hits. I don't know if you get that on some of the platforms, but you should be seeing signs that people that listen to your podcast are hunting around to know more about you. And then fourth uh, would be a conversion point. So if it's a sale um, or a relationship or whatever's appropriate to your show from there. Now, by just evaluating those four and having a good feel on it, you can very much know if you're in a stage where you need to pivot 
or if you're someone that should con- uh, consider not continuing with your show. Yeah, and I, and I find it interesting because I would piggyback off the top of that because you used a really good example before, which was, hey, if I want five sales a month from my podcast and I'm only getting three, what do I do? And that's almost the view of saying, okay, we'll take that data, track it month on month on month and just continue because the the risk of you continuing is like minimal. Like it's just, it's just your time, right? So if you're sitting there with a finger on the pulse across all those metrics you've just shared, as well as knowing that this is the exact outcome I'm going for, which is five, and you've decided to continue. If after three months, six months, it hasn't increased from three to five and it bounces between two and then four and then three, great. Then you get into the next part I'm about to step into, which is, okay, so it's not getting me the result. My podcast is not getting me the results I'm looking for, right? So I know now the metrics I've reviewed and I've seen it over a period of time. It's not just a a blip on a radar like Christmas where everyone just disappears. I now know I need to pivot. So when I'm looking at going, cool, numbers are not validating this. I know I need to pivot. What is the best way for me to understand what type of pivot to go for? Because I know that we ran through quite a few different strategies before, but it's like, well, what what applies to me? How do I know that I need to go sub-niche? How do I know that I need to go different types of content, more educational content, et cetera? Like, is there a telltale sign of which way or which pivot applies most based on me doing a self-assessment? Or do I have to go and get a professional like yourself to go and review my podcast? Like, is there something that I can do at home to understand what pivot I should make outside of just knowing I need to make a pivot? Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll even give some here. I think people can do a bit of a self-assessment, but this is like all things. Like, There's always going to be a difference between doing some DIY work around the house and hiring professionals. The idea of hiring someone who has experience is they know where to look. They know the moves to make. Where if you're doing things yourself, you can, uh, in all honesty, you can lie to yourself. You can misguide yourself and that can be dangerous. I think it's great to get advice and feedback on things. Um, And I'll give you a few. Um, Obviously, yourself, you've got to be very careful of because we're great at lying to ourselves. I would lie to myself. Yeah, so client client or listener feedback would be a great one. Uh, I would look to like analytics because it's pure. And then you might get reviews from other podcasters if you know from other podcasters going, hey, you know, how are you tackling this? And then, of course, there's people like myself out there, although I'll say our podcast audit is the best. It's absolutely. absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's a great way to look at it. But I'll, I'll give away a hint here or a little thing that I really look towards. But lo- let's say you've got a show and it's kind of like, you know, just do an average for whatever reason and you don't know why. I think the best place to start is the tactics. Because if you've got a show where you think your strategy is okay and just the tactics aren't working for you, I would very much start researching what similar shows are doing for tactics and see if you can apply any of them. So for example, in the example we've been using here, the show that's only getting three styles instead of five, I know straight away there's two reasons for that. I know. So number one is you're probably not making the content to get people to convert. So if you were to change one episode a month to be more focused on converting, could you get that up to five? I'll say maybe. But if you don't know to look for that, that could be very difficult. Um, The second thing is I look at it and go, well, have they provided links at all the right places to make it easy for people to convert? So maybe they're reading out a complicated URL or not putting a link in the show notes. Like All those little things can make a very, very big difference towards solving that problem. 
But again, if you're guessing and hoping people are going to read your mind, it can be a very difficult game to work that out. And that's where feedback from people that know what they're doing can be very important here. I also like that because if you think about it from a macro view, if you're trying to evaluate downloads on a daily or a weekly basis, but you only do one episode a month that pitches people, it's irrelevant to evaluate day by day or week by week, which means that you're only going to get three episodes in in a quarter of like solid pitching to evaluate, is this pivot working or not? Isn't it funny how obvious that can sound though, but we can be blind to it when it's our own show. Like it's, uh, what do they say? You can't read a Coke bottle from the inside. And uh, (laughs) that's what makes it very different. It's like uh, Tiger Woods can't critique his own golf swing. That's why he has a coach, right? Sometimes when we're in it, we don't see some of the obvious things and us included. Like it's uh, not something where I want to pretend I'm better than. I definitely did the same thing and probably still do. That exterior help. But it's also that, that unbiased view, right? Like Tiger Woods might be trying to, I don't know, hide a hip problem that he's got. Not like just subconsciously. So he's just like twisting his hips, right? And he's just unbiased. He's just he, just doing it because he doesn't know that he's not doing it. And so someone comes in and is like, I think you're bringing a personal approach to this. So I think your body's trying to overcome this, which is similar to that relationship view, right? Like if you stood out of that relationship and said, oh, actually, that's pretty bad. Like now I understand what my friends have been saying or haven't been saying to me you know what, there's something to change here. I completely, completely agree with that. All right, what could I do? do you know what golfers and podcasters have in common? <laughs> no. It's like, well, let's pretend you're a golfer, right? And let's say you're hitting the ball terribly. Right? It couldn't be your swing. You'll get new clubs. Yeah, damn right? sure it's the clubs. It's the microphone. So, absolutely. It's the camera. So, see, it's like this is the psychology of people, right? If you can see this, you can work above it. Well, it's, it's, it's everyone else's problem but my own. Um, And the good thing I like about the pivot concept, right? So imagine that you go sub-niche. Imagine that you go uh, and create different content, create a new, I know like once a month you do a piece of content to convert people or you're doing a lot of interviews and now you're not doing as many and you're trying to add more value to people. The risk reversal is it's nothing. You go, cool, I'm going to do this for three months, six months, nine months. And if it doesn't work, what's the worst thing? You go back to what you were doing before. (laughs) Right? Or you pivot and try something else. Like That's the greatest thing about podcasting is it's not set in stone. I'm sure the episodes you produced previously are there, but every pivot that you do whilst you try and find that sweet spot is a great position for you to go and figure out what doesn't work, which gives you the competitive advantage to everyone else in your niche trying to do the same thing that's not applying that same changes. Completely. I like to think of my, my podcast and even the ones we work on as a continual work in progress. Yeah. I, don't, I don't ever, because sh- the tactics will change, right? You know, yellow pages, right? It was a thing. Blockbuster was a thing. The tactics change. So we have to be open to always seeking progress as podcasters. All right. So one of the last questions I'm going to have to ask you is, so I now understand what I should do and what I should look for in order for me to continue my podcast. I now understand, okay, well, if that metric's not hitting, I should look at a pivot and the types of pivots and how I should go about that. But imagine that there's just like, there's no chance. Like, how do I know that it's like, nah, I just need to stop this podcast and just like cancel this whole thing and just not go again, whether it's because it's just not working for me or whether it is to shut that down and start something else because maybe it's called, I don't know, dental marketing and the pivot that I need to make is to go to childcare marketing. And it's just the branding's not going to work or nothing's going to work. Like, how do I know, right? Like, is it after I do 10 pivots and try for three years and I just go, ah, now it's not working? Like, what is that point? Yeah, another great question there. I, I would say if you make a pivot, 
and you don't see an improvement substantially in the direction you're hoping for. So use the teachers as the example. Um, you were trying to get to all the teachers, like it doesn't matter who you teach, I want to help you, to you just doing the uh, five-year-olds. Right? If you make that change and go for 90 days and you don't see improvements in areas, then I would say that this maybe isn't the right niche for you. I think if you're doing a sub-niche and that doesn't hit, uh, along with some other changes I would probably recommend, but we'll leave that out of this for now, uh, you can very much see if a niche is worth continuing on within that point. Uh, the second sign is that if you're someone where maybe you've been doing your first 10 episodes or your first 30 episodes or whatever it is, and you're really seeing donuts, like absolutely it's a high likelihood your show is not worth considering. You may have just picked the wrong show or you may have misjudged appeal. I know most podcasters start on a whim. They don't do market research and actually find out if it's a show people want um, and be okay with that. You are far better off stopping a podcast that's never going to work or only produce mediocre results. Um, than continuing on with one in the hope that it could become something like it's just a waste of energy. No, and I and I completely agree. But even to that point, and always like always come at it from like the black view or the black hatter's view, right? Which is like the the negative Nancy, if you will, right? The black hat, which is like, well, what happens if I stop this thing? What happens? And so to your point, it's like, well, just pay the five ten dollars a month for the hosting and just keep it going, right? Because the cost for it to sit there for the downloads it might be getting 100 downloads a month or whatever it is might actually outweigh the ben- like the benefit might outweigh the cost but also on the back of that as you were saying before like the business of podcasting podcasts sort of went on a bit of a pause a bit of a hiatus and then we picked it back up and, and went for a season two and so well okay well if you stop it and it's still there in 12 months time you go ah now i get it now i figured out my niche from other marketing efforts i'm going to pick this up again right so like it's not the end of the world it's not like you're you're saying goodbye to the first son that you've ever had. It's just just putting it on the shelf and you can go and pick it back up or rebrand it and go again. And it's fascinating the narratives podcasters build in their mind. It really is. Like some of the things where it's like, no, 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 you couldn't possibly stop. It's like, no, you, no, you can't. can't. No, no one's going to die. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm here now. So it's, it's been a fascinating show. Like we've covered off a whole heap of stuff. The Probably a couple of the big takeaways for me is – the realization that every single person has this personal bias. And I, I was a big factor of this when I first started my business, which was not, I did a three-year full degree that actually tells me I'm an entrepreneur. I know how to run a business. I don't need anyone else's help with it. And it's the same for podcasters, right? We always want to stick with our show. We've put time into the branding. We've put effort into the structure. Our friends tell us that it's good. Maybe family members tell us it's good. But we really need that unbiased view to come in and say, no this is probably the wrong way and you're probably not going about it the right way. Uh, the second one, which was the biggest takeaway for me was the different types of pivots, right? So you can go content, you can like the type of content, whether it's a uh, interviewing too much, pitching too often, but also diving down to like data. Don't look at the daily data or the weekly data, look at macro. Is this driving your business forwards or whatever the agenda is that you're looking for, like relationships or otherwise. And you also need to review that regularly and consistently but also the fact that whatever change you make is not permanent if you continue it doesn't mean you can't pivot in three months if you pivot it doesn't mean you can't pivot again in six months if you stop it it doesn't mean you can't repick it back up in 12 months right you can always do something else like they they were just some of the big things that i took away from it uh what about yourself charlie i think the even in reflection on this episode i think the biggest thing is recognizing that if you you would already be seeing the results if you knew what you were doing. 
Mm. Like you would already be seeing it. If you have these doubt questions, if you're unsure, if, if there's anything in there where the measurements and goals don't match up, then getting help or trying new things or doing a self-audit or doing one with us, like it's essential. It's not optional. You can't keep doing what you're doing if it's not heading you in the direction that you would like to go. Yeah, and I always find that interesting, right, which is that people just continue on down the path, right, instead of just going and seeking that help. And to that point, if you are in that camp and you did want someone to help you out and review and say, hey, maybe you shouldn't continue this or maybe this is the type of pivot you should be going in, um, because we do listen to the shows, we do evaluate your brand, we do see what you are doing, go to Valor Media, that's V-A-L-H-E-R, valormedia.com, and go and click on the podcast audit and book in an audit with us because it's probably going to be the best way for you to find out whether or not it's worth continuing, stopping, or even what type of pivot you should evaluate before you do make a pivot. And now that you've listened to this episode, um, if you do like this content, feel free to subscribe. Or if you have someone in mind that's going through this situation right now, feel free to send them the link to this episode that they can consume and understand exactly what we've been talking about, where they can make those decisions for themselves. So thank you again for joining us on the Business of Podcasting, and we look forward to catching you in the next episode.